Chapter 35 Forgiveness The psychopomp left when a goose came upon me. The bird took one sniff and kept going. After a few more steps, a little fox crossed my path, but it wanted nothing to do with me. It ran as soon as I reached to pet it. No creature here wanted to see an extractor, and yet only T. Hammond and I were left to unchain these slaves. With all these doors open, everyone was on the verge of freedom, and yet still terrified of our mask. I had risked everything to free them, and not a soul believed me. But I freed you. I saved all of you. They were sprinting away, the birds flying past the chaos, but not one came forward to thank me. Not a single being forgave me for this brief inconvenience. But how else could I have saved you? Standing outside my brother's cell, I could feel the crow flapping its wings down the hall. The terrible bird was ready to wreak havoc on her poor mind, and yet all I'd ever done was devote my life to save these beings. Walking into Otto's cell, my hands reached up to my brother's neck when I put the key in the lock. His eyes changed, begging for mercy, where I felt a new light glow. His tears began to weep when I released the chains around his neck and bowed to this man. Forgiveness, I whispered. He tilted his head while the shackle was withdrawn from his neck and dropped to the ground. Mercy, I begged. It was not T. Hammond who was doing it. This time I felt my own bones twisting the key into the locker on my brother's arms, then onto his legs. It was just a body they'd given to me, a short-term rental, and look what it could do. The cuffs dropped to the floor, and I took a step back to pull the copper mask off from my head. He was my brother, my hero, and now his eyes turned to shock. You, said Otto, how could you? He rose up before me, wobbling in place. Free Manuka, now, Otto demanded. He followed me into her cell, and I released all the chains and cuffs before they embraced each other. Neither of them invited me closer. Why? she demanded. Forgiveness, I begged. He's not one of us, said Otto. He changed. He's gone evil, like all of them. Mercy, I pleaded. How do we get out, demanded Otto. I walked into the hallway, pointing towards Cicero Central Station. The rubbish bin was still wide open with bright sunlight coming into view. Many of the animals had made their way out, but not even my fellow family said anything as they walked past me. Following them to the rubbish bin, there was so much to say, but all I could do was look out to the edge of the skyline. I'd barely seen the daylight, and the blue was pure enough to make me believe in happy endings for a moment. So much of the land was green and lush when Manuka climbed onto the ledge and looked down into the trash and waste beneath. I never expected this from you, said Manuka. She was exhausted, and I was even more ashamed. What do you have to say for yourself, she said. I paused to find my sister's eyes. She was still family, and so I looked back and remembered the most pure memory I'd spent with her in the woods. I remember when we came together as a group, when we embraced each other that night, and I pulled out the canvas, which had her words still scribbled on it. Holding it up, I revealed her handwriting. Love is when you get out of your head and into your heart, I recited her verse. And sometimes it's better to let go, she said. She had written it for me, and now she let go and slipped away forever. Next came Otto, but before I could say anything, he slid down after her. I watched them get up and move toward the water on the edge of the hills. With all the chaos still churning in the halls, 
I felt the purple and black smog coming back. Some dark force was refusing to let go of my thoughts. Oh, I was caught in a spell, and all my actions were sabotaging the soul as long as Ma got her way. My dearest brother and sister would settle on the coastline without me. I hoped they'd live a long life, where they'd have plenty of water and food in the forest, and some day they'd pass on together. Is there anything better than to die beside those you love most? I could still go with them, too. I could leave this place for good and explain what really happened. I'd beg them to understand, and I could even grow old with them. Not even Ma dared to speak, because both of us knew what she'd do to me if I climbed out of the window and ran. My path was tied to Collie Jack, a commitment for better or worse, and I'd suffer a much crueler death if I turned back now. As long as the king was in power, then I would die trying to stop him. T. Hammond checked my pockets. All we have left were a couple stones, an orange bottle filled with mushrooms, and an arrowhead I wrapped back in the canvas. Well, if I was going to die, then I'd need some lunch before the final fight.